everybody do a little bit of a mic check for me, will you? Check, check, baby, check. I'm a little, I'm a little froggy. Oh, froggy? I've had a frog in my throat, my frog in my throat. For like a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I was listening to our last podcast. I was sick. I you sound like a man. <clears throat> you sound like you're holding your nose. Yeah. Like, I feel a lot better, but I still have that tickle. I, it's okay. This is just therapy. Yeah. <laughs> therapy. Today morning, what therapy happens I feel like my mic isn't even on. What's going on here? You are a hot. You know, when you said that last time, you didn't feel like your mic was hot. You were loud. It was, I mean, maybe you. Was I? In the playback anyway, you were. Well, yeah, because I go fit back and fix it. And... Hello. Okay, I'm there. I just talk quieter than you guys. Uh, okay, who wants to start? Who wants to get this thing back. rolling? Dun, da, da, da. No, don't look at me. I need. You, need to... I you need start with us, Richie. Right? Yeah. Kick it. Okay. Kick I've it got some notes. Okay. I've got some notes. Plus, that way, I'll just get this over with. That's not what she means, guys. She doesn't want to just get it over with. <laughs> just get this. Check that box. I have been, I just meant I don't feel like leading right now. You're doing a great job. My mic is really, why? I'm going to have to have my hubby look at this when he comes up. Bringing me chaga. My feed just doesn't look like the same as Have yours. you guys seen all the mushroom coffees? Is that a real thing? Chaga is a mushroom. It's, I know. Yeah, yeah. So I just need, can somebody Do you know how expensive chaga? chaga is? Do you know how many hundreds of dollars I have in my garage in the form of large chunks of yeah, mushroom? Yeah, will you give me $100 worth of chaga? Mm-hmm. Give chaga? chaga? If you just give it directly to her, then yeah, that yeah. works because yeah, I was going to give you some. I mean, they sell a piece <laughs> like this big for like 25 bucks. I yeah. have pieces like this big. Don't get it. I know and it's I crazy. Keep it's it. And how long do I keep it? For? Oh, for I have I have had a piece on my stove like probably this big in like a soup kettle. You cover it with water and you bring it to a boil, and then yeah. you can shut it off. And then it, I mean, it darkens. It's like yeah. tea water. And as soon as it's uncovered, you cover it up again and bring it to. A, that's what I do. I bring yeah. it to a boil again, and that one piece will last weeks and weeks. And it's until like the water is no longer when you it doesn't turn like dark anymore. But I mean, it's, and I cut mine up into smaller chunks because on the inside it's still really rich. Yeah, yeah. With like stuff. As soon as you cut into it. Like if it's a big chunk, mm-hmm. you can you cut, cut that, that thing in chunk. half and in half. But again. a piece like but like, you start with it big and then you make it. Small. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't have to. It be. can literally be whatever. Yeah, but it will literally last that. you months. Oh, I yeah. want to add that to my. Um, you can put it in everything. Coffee. Put it in your coffee. Put it in your soup for broth. Put it in like anything mm-hmm. that calls for liquid. I used it as liquid in the in the taco mix. You can use so, it as liquid in if you make bread. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Literally, it can be anything. It's like the highest amount of antioxidants that That's you can get. That's what I'm seeing. Get. It's good for your brain function. And it oh. has vanilla in it. doesn't so seem to be helping me in that department. Well, Just you're... think what you'd be without it. Yeah, I was just going to say. You... Facts. <laughs> That's how I feel about Plexus. I'm really uh-huh. like, some of the things I'm just like, well, mm-hmm. it's, I feel like it's not really doing this for me anymore. And they're like, mm-hmm. you know, Kurt will be like, well, just imagine yourself without it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd be dead. <laughs> so. Well, I'd be dead. I'd be dead. All right. Okay. Sorry. Got topic it. of the day. Topic of the day. The topic du jour. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I've the been. Nuit. Nuit. <laughs> it's nighttime. Talk of, topic of the night. We're recording at nighttime. Du jour. I always thought it was. That's that day. reminds me of Dijon. Dijon mustard. The topic of mustard. Amber, Dijon. You know what? No, Just because you me. can speak French and I can't doesn't mean that you're better than me. <laughs> <laughs> French it does. <laughs> French it does. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Put a rose on my nose. <laughs> okay, topic. Okay. So we've all been a little bit fragile. That was evident in our last couple podcasts. Yeah. I have continued to be fragile. <laughs> and just. We've made some strides, Amber and I. Yeah. You guys have made strides. I have been rolling. 
downhill. That's, <laughs> no, that's not true. Down downhill. Uh, emotionally, I've been a hot mess, and it's no sign of stopping. And and I, it's no sign of stopping. Well, I've had my PMSing period now for two weeks. I set, told the girls just a, a half hour ago that it was over, and then I went to the bathroom, and it clearly was not over. So uh, hmm. it's just like this ongoing. So that two weeks out of four weeks in a month, yeah, that's not great. That's not great. That's not great. I almost sorry, sorry about that, Kurt. I almost, my poor husband, he should really come on the podcast and just, just to sympathize, just to give, to gain sympathy. Yes. yes. He needs, he needs to sympathize with himself. <laughs> he needs people poor to guy. Be, oh, Kurt, you poor man. We're already like that. I do that all yeah. the time. <laughs> um, so. Is but, that what this podcast is about? No, not at <laughs> all. It was just, that was just my precursor to. You're fragile. My, mm. uh, my episode, which is what is heavy on our hearts right now? Oh my goodness. That's mine. For real? Yeah. <laughs> heavy on our hearts? Essentially. Yeah. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to tell you what's heavy. What's really heavy on my heart. Okay. And that'll be mine. That's so funny. That is weird. Because mm-hmm. okay. we don't really talk about this mm-hmm. anymore. We like surprises. But like. Mm-hmm. um, I'll just be part two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had, I mean, I, I was, th- what I said was if, if things, if hard things come to the surface, let's pray about it together. If good things come to the surface, let's rejoice in it for each other. If fear comes to the surface, speak God's truth over it. Mm. Um, in him, we do not need to be afraid. He doesn't want us to be afraid. He wants us to trust him. And no matter what, we're supposed to be thankful in all circumstances, mm. which is really hard for humans mm. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's why the Bible calls it a sacrifice of praise. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should say I, a coziness of praise, <laughs> but sometimes it is a sacrifice, like what she just said. Yeah, like sometimes that's it's what very I wanted hard. to say. Oh, coziness. that's what you wish it would say. Yeah, yeah, a coziness of praise, yeah. <laughs> the easiness so of easiness. It's just easy. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I I was just thinking that I wanted to do kind of like segments once in a while where they, we repeated the same concept like the same theme but mm-hmm. we just talk about it again from a different perspective mm-hmm. and like this is one of those things where it's like what's heavy on our hearts today yeah and just the three of us talking about that and that it might resonate with some of our people um between the three of us i feel like we probably will mm-hmm. because a lot of our between shows that i'm watching news that i'm hearing people that i'm talking to I just went to a little conference over the weekend and heard from larger groups of people on mm-hmm. a global scale. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, without exception, feels heavy right now about something. Yeah, mm-hmm. like no one's very no one. There's no one that I can see, and there's no evidence that someone is just sort of carefree living with no <laughs> cares. It's like everyone feels heavy everybody's heart feels tired they feel worn out they feel like they're dragging like there's I don't want to say that uh, some people I think have lost hope I don't feel that way I don't feel like I've lost hope but I do feel tired Mm -hmm. I do feel heavy I do feel worn out I do feel frayed at the edges I emotionally and even in my body Mm -hmm. a little bit like I just feel like a little bit and I struggle with anxiety actual that I even take medicine for and do all the coping skills for but like I still feel on top of that like that there's this little like sort of tingly layer Mm. all the time where if that tingly layer on the outside gets pricked uh, I I'm just that much more vulnerable I Mm -hmm. guess I feel like there's almost like this like it's 
we don't have we don't have as much uh buffer zone as or like if it was in layers um you know you're like a threshold right right my threshold you know some people's threshold is like way up here Mm -hmm. in the middle and it's like they can handle a lot before they get to the tipping point of insanity or they have a nervous breakdown i feel like everyone's threshold is down you know like down here a little bit around the maybe the 30 percent above the earth Instead of the fifty percent, we're all down here, and then those I think those of us who struggle with anxiety or depression or uh, insomnia, you know, mm-hmm. difficulty sleeping or anger issues or you know sadness issues, I feel like that now take that down even further for them, and it's the threshold is that much lower down mm-hmm. to the ground where, and then. You know, I I don't know. Like, I just feel like we needed to talk it out. I felt like I needed to talk it out, almost like in a therapy session where we're like, mm-hmm. what is heavy on your heart today? And I think, so I'll start, and I'm just thinking literally in real time, but like, I, my kids, the culture, um, and I, I don't want to say anything that I have the deep cut about that, but it's just heavy. Mm-hmm. It's heavy. And, um, Loving God, I think more than ever, but struggling with my human anger, rage, um, hot button topic issue, rage, because I am the Viking I'm blood sin- that courses through your veins. Yes, well, that's a really good way of putting that. <laughs> because I I love people, I love God, I sometimes and I'm I'm still a sinner, and my rage will sometimes take over, and I. I, f- I would love to I felt really co- I felt really convicted this last after editing and I had to cut out a lot of stuff from one of the episodes <laughs> that will never make it to that will floor. never make it on air um because we love you Ooh, I just bumped into my own microphone <laughs> um <laughs> uh, because because we love you I will not air that that content and <laughs> I do genuinely want to, I was like, we have a platform and an opportunity to comfort people. I want to comfort people. I want this to be a place of hope, comfort, joy. Even if it's silly, laughter is medicine. Mm -hmm. I think that it's really important to laugh when we're feeling sad, laugh when we're feeling mad and angry and struggling. Um, I love comedians like Jimmy Fallon who who are clean mm-hmm. and funny and who can bring like just a lightness mm-hmm. to a really heavy yep. situation. I was like, I want to be that. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to go doing deep dives into my anger and trying to defend myself. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to do that. I want to just like, you know. And I think that's that's actually one of the parts that's heavy on my heart is that I've been trying to sift how does God want to use me in this season of heaviness that everyone is feeling? And the whispering in my heart was to be an encourager, mm. to continue to encourage people, to to cheer on, to cheer up, to say, to speak over people the things that are true that are good. I mean, everybody knows their struggles. Mm-hmm. We all know what we're struggling with. We don't need anybody to point those things out. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, unless you're asking for that type of feedback, we don't really want people to, I mean, safe people. Like yeah. You guys could be like, Rach, you're really struggling today. You're kind of a hot mess. I don't think you should post this. <laughs> you know, please don't do any work today because <laughs> it's going to, you know, you're going to dig a pit and fall into it. But generally speaking, people already know those things. And I think about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And what they need, especially now, is to be told, what are you doing well? How are you beautiful? Mm -hmm. How are you handsome? How are you, how are you thriving and succeeding? You know, how can we, how can I encourage you Mm -hmm. in this season? And, and just like, I want to be that. And so, and that's what's heavy on my heart is um, humanity wanting to love humans better, no matter what, Mm -hmm. like no matter what pit you're in. Uh, we all feel like we're in a pit of some kind right now, um, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, cultural, whatever. All of the things, I think, some in, uh, in some way we're like, I just don't, I just want to sit in this little pit and like, it's raining on me and I'm in the mud mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I'm in this pit and I can't get out and everyone's there too. How do we... How do we lift each other lift up? each other up mm-hmm. and like lift our culture up? Mm-hmm. How do we cheer our culture on mm-hmm. and then be like, guys, we still live in America. We used to be the best country, mm-hmm. the healthiest. Uh, I believe we can can do that again. We have to start caring more about each other than we care about our feelings, right? I think that's part of it. Like I feel a certain way about things, but I have to care about the person who doesn't agree with me more than I care about what they are disagreeing with me about. I still love you. I disagree, but Mm -hmm. that's okay. Who cares? How is that going to affect whether we're warm at night, whether we're fed, whether we have clothes to wear and where we're going after we die? How does any of that affect that? And in some cases, it affects it a lot. I was going to say, some cases, it affects it a lot. In some cases, it affects <laughs> us a lot. But in this moment, yeah, I want to encourage you to let's be kind. But and I know you you have Amy some, some you're like kind and uh, has been ruined. That word kind has been ruined. And I agree, I agree. But I there's still the kindness that we still need to be to like our neighbor. Love oh, your absolutely. neighbor. Absolutely. And what I said was, I think sometimes I feel like kind has been hijacked and we mm. can be so kind, we can love somebody to hell. Right. And never, ever speak truth. Never. Right. Because we, Christ is in us as believers and the Bible says Christ in us, the hope of the world. Like we are, we have the hope of the world. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, we are the light. And so there are times when I think you can do both really well. Yeah. Love people really well, but also speak the truth. Yes. I don't think I have that skill uh, yet. Not with the hard things. Not with the hardest things. Not with yeah. the things where I'm like, I... I do think it's a skill. And I think some people do it mm. really well. Yeah. Really, really well. There's a lot of yeah. podcasts that I listen to that speak heavy truth. And they say like tons of non-believers listen and love them because mm-hmm. they're very clear. There's no, there's no, this is what scripture says. So this is why we believe it because God says it. It's not because I'm a jerk. It's because of what the Bible says. But mm-hmm. it's done with such love and such dignity. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's like if you were sitting across the table from me, we could be great friends yeah. and dialogue together. I love mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> so, What are some of the podcasts that you love? That- the Living Waters one I love. 
Um, I don't even know the names of the pastors. I can't remember, but it's the Living Waters podcast. Um, I actually love uh, Lisa and Ruth from The Rock. I feel like they're, they very gently but very boldly bring truth. What's that called? The Rock Women podcast. Oh. Shout out to Lisa and Ruth. Um, what are some other ones that I listen to? Because I... I, yeah, I totally, I mean, I feel like we're rabbit trailing a tiny little bit, but no, I, th- I do I, feel like there needs to be like a balance that we talked about that a little bit last week of like, mm-hmm. sometimes silence is agreement in something. And so sometimes we can't be silent, mm-hmm. but I think we can, we can be clear and bring truth and bring hope and bring light and love in a really wonderful way. Mm-hmm. I just heard... <clears throat> Actually, on a show that I'm watching, hold on, rifling through many papers. Mm-hmm. Bob Goff, guys, are there Bob Goff's books? Um, oh, come on, Bob Goff. He he's written so he is like in love with the Lord and does crazy, insane things for the Lord. And if you read his books, they're such easy reads. They are delightful, and he loves people. Like he is in love with the Lord, and he's in love with people. Everybody always. Everybody always, Bob Goff, read that book. Like, you'll read that and you'll be so inspired to go out and love people better in crazy bold ways. And he does it with his kids too. And he's a little bit quirky. He's a lawyer by day as well. And so that book, when I read that book, that was a challenge. Every time I read his books, he's got many of them. But that one, I was like, I want to do a better job. Because like it's like anything, right? Action, Activity, action cures anything. Like if you're going to funk with your business, what do we say to do? Do something. <laughs> action action cures it. It's like anything. Yeah. If we're in a funk, how do we get out of it? By doing something to take our mind off ourselves. Go love on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Go serve somebody else. Go find somebody else who's sad and lift them up. Mm-hmm. And that lifts us both up. You know what I mean? But I don't know if that's kind of where you're going. But <clears throat> I don't know where I'm going. And it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, th- but this quote, and it kind of ties into some of this. I I think this is the thing. This thing that's heavy is that I want to do something, but mm. I don't know what is the right thing. But I mm. just heard this quote today, and it says, um, "The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing." Oh, that is good. Edmund Burke, read that again. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And that would go back to the me, like when I said, like silence right that's sometimes not the right answer right and i i would over dinner i was trying to say like i I, sometimes when things come to my doorstep i tend to go silent even though what i like i know what's right and i want to love people but i'm i think the silence is partly fear if i'm honest because i don't know what's my next right move like what's the next right thing to do like when do you stand up and I mean this is this is getting confusing but or, or more <laughs> more cultural than I even wanted it to I just think that what going back again to what's heavy on my heart mm-hmm. is just humanity mm-hmm. and our culture and like the stress that's in the air yeah for sure and that's I what, think it's for me it's social media driven I think that it that is what has I was just listening to a podcast that I love and they were talking about statistics. Sorry guys, I just had therapy so you know what happens to me when I have therapy. I lose my voice. But um, there's a new study that just came out about girls and their suicide rates Mm -hmm. and how they're off the charts Mm -hmm. and it all goes to the the year that the iPhone Mm -hmm. 4 came out. And the iPhone 4 was when there was a front front looking camera. 
Oh, interesting. And that's when wow. you could see it happen. Mm-hmm. And it was an honest conversation. The the I, It's called The Holy Post. I love it. It's mm. with um, Phil Vischer, who wrote um, Veggie Tales, mm. and Sky Jatani. And it's very sensible. They, they talk a lot about those kinds of things, but in a non, mm-hmm. like we can't, how do we love in this situation? Mm-hmm. And, and God cares about our hearts and not about the superficial like mm-hmm. the right, legalism right. Yeah. of things mm-hmm. and so they're they speak my language a lot there um and one of the podcasts sky he has teenagers and he was saying like it's not that simple it's like you, you can't just take their phone away because mm-hmm. actually if you take their phone away you're isolating them more because mm-hmm. that's literally how they all interact with each other mm-hmm. and this like and he actually and so that's been heavy on my heart of like what do we do yeah and he actually equated it to the tobacco crisis, which mm. I thought was fascinating, like mm. how it took a couple of generations for everyone to finally mm-hmm. say, no, actually smoking kills people. Yeah, it's and, actually not cool. And it's not cool. And Joe Cool is not okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. having advertisements everywhere for kids is not okay. Mm-hmm. And we actually need to have laws that protect mm-hmm. people from it and, or alcohol. And he said it, mm. it it's it's going to become something like that mm-hmm. where hmm. where we have to but our kids regulate, regulate it regulate but it. our kids are the and are the ones that are going to suffer that they're going to bring it to the tipping point for the, the next generation, generation to be team. like we need we have a problem and he said he was like and when he was talking about it in that mindset mm-hmm. of like tobacco or alcohol mm-hmm. i was like oh my gosh it is so true because mm-hmm. even in these these um studies they refuse to like they talk around it Mm -hmm. but they refuse to just say like Mm -hmm. guys it's so because like Mm -hmm. everyone makes money this Mm -hmm. is it's a huge money making Mm -hmm. thing you know advertising is the biggest thing is now social media Mm -hmm. and and so Mm -hmm. just like with you know sugar and fat and like Mm -hmm. all these like different things where companies get involved Mm -hmm. in the actual health and well-being of human beings Mm -hmm. and so that's what's really been heavy on me is Mm -hmm. like how how do we kind of what I think you're feeling is how do we be in the world but not of it Mm -hmm. how do we but love people in this exceptionally stressful time Mm -hmm. like it's exceptional so that they want to note the Lord and so that they see something different in us and so that they yeah Mm -hmm. I think how we present ourselves in our well it's us. We have to be in the word. We have to be doing the next right thing. We have to be loving our neighbor. We have to be the, mm. the, the, you know, when there is a crisis, instead mm. of sitting on our individual soapboxes, mm-hmm. talking about our feeling about the crisis, mm-hmm. we should be in there getting our hands dirty. If the church could be at the forefront of things like, the poverty or or drug addiction or um, children, the foster care system, mm-hmm. if we were the ones that were actually out there mm-hmm. making the changes, mm-hmm. and not all of us can do all of those things, but we all could do a part of it. Right. We That's how we, we have to get involved instead of, I think I have a lot of non-believer friends and I have believers, friends who are on all over the spectrum of, gender, race, sexuality, and I think 
for me, what I hear from them when, when they talk to me about their, is that there's a lot of talk, but there's not a lot of action. Mm -hmm. And, and so we're very quick to, and, and I not, I don't think, and so I agree, there's not a silence, but I want to love that person that they know that I love them. So Mm -hmm. then I can speak the truth Mm -hmm. at them because if they're sitting, you know, if there's a child that's been kicked out of their house because of their sexuality Mm -hmm. and they're freezing and homeless and I sit there and tell them, well, it's because your lifestyle, right? For sure. But I'm not helping them. Like that's just falling into the void. But if I loved them and gave them shelter and clothing, that's why, you know, Mm -hmm. what Jesus did with the prostitutes, like Mm -hmm. who did he hang out with? He hung out with Mm -hmm. the prostitutes. He hung out with the tax collectors Mm -hmm. and he, ate with them and he lived with them and then he loved them. And when they knew that they were loved, he spoke truth upon them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, uh, Rosetta Butterfield is one of my inspirations and I think anyone should, and she is counter. She's a wonderful person that people should read. Um, the memoirs of an unlikely convert and also, um, uh, conversion comes with a house key and she talks Mm -hmm. a lot about hospitality and she Mm -hmm. was a woman Mm -hmm. who was a, woman studies professor at Syracuse University. She was a um, lesbian. She lived with a woman. She had lived with a woman. She was a head of the LGBTQ community. She, uh, and she wrote, um, or what's the guy's thing? The guy back in the 90s where they all got together, men, and it was like a conference and it was national and they would go to different universities and praise God together. Oh, you yeah, yeah, I one? know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. What was that called? What? Sunlight, men light, move light. No. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. But, uh, uh, but that was coming to her university, Syracuse University. And so she wrote this big article. You're such a uh, – Kurt. actually, I can. See, it fits. Thank you, Kurt. Kurt he Kurt gave me good morning, beautiful. Um, so. Just the evening. And actually, I can because he knows I can do it. Um, <laughs> thanks, honey. Thanks, Kurt. Um, so she wrote this really article or promise. It was something about promise. Yes. Oh my promise, God. Keepers. Promise, promise keepers. Promise keepers. Promise keepers. You got enraged. Look Good at job. you. So promise keepers were <laughs> coming to brain Syracuse. brain fog evaporating. Um, <laughs> yeah. Syracuse University, they were coming on. She wrote this article. It was very aggressive about how horrible it was that Syracuse University was letting promise keepers Promise, promise keepers, keepers come. come. <laughs> and she said that I've heard her testimony live like three times. Mm-hmm. I kind of stalk her mm-hmm. in a good way. And she said she was getting letters coming back, and she said they fed in two baskets: the "You are awesome" basket and "You suck" basket. Mm-hmm. And those were the only two baskets. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is awesome, and what you're saying is horrible, mm-hmm. except for one letter that she couldn't put in either of the baskets, mm-hmm. and it was a um, PCA pastor in the Syracuse unit uh, and he invited her to dinner mm-hmm. and she went to dinner mm-hmm. and they started talking and every, and she was actually about to write a dissertation to get a secondary doctorate in proving the Bible was wrong. Mm-hmm. So she asked him to be a TA mm-hmm. because she thought in her own words, it was going to be free labor because she was going to get this pastor. And so they started working together and she converted. She became a Christian through the word and through this family that loved her Mm -hmm. as she was right there. They never talked about her sexuality. He never said, 
you're going to hell Mm -hmm. or you were wrong. He just said, well, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Mm -hmm. What do you, Mm -hmm. what's on your heart? And he Mm -hmm. let her do all the Mm -hmm. talking and they read scripture together and Mm -hmm. she was converted by the Mm -hmm. word and she is now married and has children Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she's a homeschooling mama. So good. And that, so that's to me, that's Mm -hmm. what's heavy on my heart Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. I want to be in the world I don't want my kids in a bubble. I don't mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to. You know, I, I I get why people. I get the fear. You know, like mm-hmm. I have sent my children out into the world. Two are adults. Two are almost there. I understand the fear, mm-hmm. and but I want my children to be in the world, but not of it. And and so, what's always heavy on my heart is how do I let God be in control mm-hmm. and be yeah. his workmanship instead yes. of me yep. thinking I'm going to control all this yes. and I'll use guys mm-hmm. just get in line mm-hmm. and I'll show you the way because I, I don't that. know so what the good. Lord needs to do, That's right. what the Lord needs to do for each of our children mm-hmm. to bring them to himself. That is their own story. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And may I just say that Wendy Smith is in my heart, head all the time. Mm-hmm. More grace, more freedom, mm-hmm. more grace. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if we say we believe in God, mm-hmm. which we here do, then mm-hmm. we actually have to believe in God. And so that's where we can mm-hmm. be. We don't have to be in the pit anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Because Ooh, way to bring it back, Amber. Well, it's, <laughs> it's true. Like we, we aren't in a pit. We're not mm-hmm. because we have been saved. You're right. So we're not in a pit. We feel like we're in a pit. But oftentimes when we feel like we're in a pit, it's because we're trying to dictate what is supposed to be. You're trying to dictate Mm. what my family needs to look like. I I need it to look Mm. like this so that I feel this. Mm -hmm. Well, you Mm -hmm. don't get to do that. (laughs) Amen. None of us get to do that. And (laughs) so to continue Mm. to remember that that person that you don't agree with or that you think is wrong theologically – biblically spiritually whatever Mm -hmm. you don't know their story and Mm -hmm. the only way you can know their story is that to actually use your words Mm -hmm. and to get (laughs) to know them ask Mm -hmm. questions get to know them and love them where they're at that's how you that's how i was saved rage Mm -hmm. you didn't you didn't tell me i was gonna go to hell you invited me to your house and i started having dinner and i thought your family was freaking weird Mm -hmm. i was like this is the weirdest family ever and but you kept inviting me and Mm -hmm. I kept coming and Mm -hmm. I started going to church because well Kurt was cute Mm -hmm. P.S. weird (laughs) weird turn of events but like she's talking about my husband he didn't have a ring on his finger yet so I was like maybe I can uh... and he carried a lot of chapstick but um (laughs) so part of that like I kept coming to church even though I was so messy and so dirty and so my family was so ugly I kept coming because I was kept asked to come Mm -hmm. and I felt loved when I was there Mm -hmm. and no one was like I mean quick sidebar of a man that is now in heaven who I when I think about him I like two times two great men who knew the bible way better than me saw that I had no idea what was going on and instead of making me feel stupid, mm-hmm. they sat with me and talked me to me, not like I was an idiot, but mm-hmm. like I was a, a valued human. And that mm-hmm. was Paul McDonald mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Meredith Klein. Mm. And both times these men were scholars and they could have been like, 
I had never heard of the flood, guys. I had never gone to church. So I was like, what? And well, who's Abraham? Why are they walking in the desert? Like, what's going on? And he sensed it. He taught our first Sunday school class that I went to. And everyone else ran out of the room to go do something. And he said, hey, just stay back. And I thought I was going to get in trouble. And he said, I, I see that you need, you're confused. Do you want to just ask me? And he, mm-hmm. but he talked to me, mm-hmm. not at so me. Mm-hmm. He loved me. Mm-hmm. He was literally the best Sunday school teacher I ever had. Mm-hmm. And he and I were literally as opposite as it could ever come. Mm-hmm. And then Meredith Klein, who is a famous theologian, who taught at Dear Wonder, the camp that Curtin Reach now run. But he did the adult class. And I literally was crying because I had no idea what he was talking about. It was mm-hmm. so, like, he was so smart. And he was, like, writing. And all these grown-ups were like taking notes yeah yeah shekinah glory and i was just like what <laughs> are they speaking in tongues you know he was and he i mean so, to, to be fair i i it went over my head just as well as oh yours. i know he, I, he was, but, he, but he saw in me that i had a desire to know you were hungry and he didn't shame me mm-hmm. right yeah and i'll tell you i have been shamed by people in the church mm-hmm. harsh yeah a lot and so i can tell you that you get so much further when you love and you are compassionate and you listen. Are you guys familiar with Francis Chan, the books he's written? Mm-hmm. He's, um, shoot, I can't remember the name of his books, but he's major into missional church, like major kind of pushback against like the structure of the building. We actually did house church for a couple of years, mm-hmm. reading a lot of his books because that's his whole premise is like culturally now, our generation, like it used to be even in our parents' day, like people came to church. You know what I mean? Like they knew it was important. It was like the center of the community. It was. Right. And that is not, it's not, it's no longer relevant to the world. Like they, they see no need to go. Yeah. You know, like, what is it for me? Why should I go? And so he's like, you have to go to them. You have mm-hmm. to go and be missional. Go mm-hmm. on mission and love the people. And so that's what we and did. mission is not Africa. No. It's literally your neighbor. <laughs> it's your neighbor. It's your – and so we would intentionally, like, have people over to our house and, like, have – like, literally just no agenda. Get to know them. Let them get to know us. Me, become friends. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And then just – be in each other's space and in each other's. And I remember the first time we had a big group of just a bunch of our neighbors. You know the stars that we make? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, is that like a, what do those stars mean? Are those like a, the satanic, like whatever? And I was like, no, they're just like literally like decorations. They're like literal birch stars that we, they mean nothing. <laughs> You know, but they're like, what does it mean? And so, but I mean, like, so I think there's, there's such a balance of both. It's so, it's so good. It's Mm -hmm. so good. I think that, and that's what's been like, again, so since we're trying to talk about heavy on our heart, that that is what I, when I heard those statistics about what's happening to our children and what's happening to our women, the women in our lives and, and the men, it's happening to men too. I, I have sons that are that as well so I see it happening that how do we how do we affect the change Mm -hmm. by what was the name of the lady that you that you were talking about oh Rosetta Butterfield Rosetta Rosetta Butterfield Uh, now that I'm saying it again yeah that's what you said Rosetta now but no you know when you say it wrong and then you're like oh gosh should I say it wrong and then she's gonna know me no, she well, doesn't know me. The whole, like, having, right, um, what was it? Something comes with a house key? Rosaria. Rosaria. Oh, Rosaria. Sorry. Rosaria. Rosaria Butterfield. Well, I just and want to make sure to, to log some of these things in the show notes. Mm. So this is her, um, The Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert mm. is the first, her first book. And um, 
Her other one. Um, the Gospel Comes with a House Key or something. Mm. Yeah, hold on. Let me look at her books. Well, while you're looking, it reminds me, Barb just, who we've had yes, on the podcast. Yes, The Gospel Comes with a House Key. Good job. Oh, wow. And, I was um, <laughs> you were. And then she also, her other one was, that's very, Five Lies, Lies, like L-I-E-S, <laughs> our anti, of our anti-Christian age. Hmm. She mm-hmm. don't play. She doesn't play. Mm. Um, Barb just gave me the book Holy Huga, Kiggy, Huga, Huga, H Y Y G E is that how you spell it? The yeah. one, the Isn't thing that you like, the thing you like to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So cozy. Yeah, holy cozy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's it's being willing to invite people into your home mm. and 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 be missional around mm. a cup of coffee, around a meal. Opening your home, as imperfect as it is, but mm-hmm. creating uh, warmth and fellowship and being willing to do that with I think, anyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing with social so media and, versus, and how that's changed that is mm-hmm. that we're a lot braver with screens. Oh, so much and so braver. I think and so, so stupid. Much and, and just, 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 just. So I think that yeah. you can have a very different conversation with someone across the aisle Absolutely. from you. Absolutely. When you're mm-hmm. eyeball to eyeball. Absolutely. Yeah. Versus behind a microphone or on a screen or watching it on like if you would not be brave enough to say it to their face in real person real life maybe don't yeah. type it with your fingers yes mm-hmm. or say it into a mic like this yeah. where they can't see us i think that and that's the mm-hmm. thing i and i think it because it shows the compassion of the other person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you you don't know like that's the thing like today in therapy one of the things that we were talking about was i don't I do know how I survived what I've survived is God's will. and But like people who grew up like I grew up are normally in jail, addicted to drugs, mm. serial marriage or relationship people, mm. um, usually f- f- follow the same track and they have, you know, My, number it's five. Systemic. It's a systemic mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And I... And so when you see that person who's strung out on drugs, we don't know why. Mm-hmm. We don't know why. And, and we don't know that if, but by the grace of God, go mm-hmm. I. Yes. Like if 100%. we didn't mm-hmm. take, if we didn't take the turn that we took or right. we didn't make mm-hmm. the choice that we made, we could so easily be in that path. So true. Mm-hmm. And and wouldn't we want someone to just love us yeah, right there in our brokenness? Yes. And Did you guys see the Jesus revival? No. Is it a No, movie the Jesus or? revolution. It's in the theater right now. The Jesus oh, revolution. No. It is so good. It is the true story of basically how the Jesus revolution happened in our culture. Yeah. And, t- and there's a scene where it's – um. It started with the hippies <laughs> because <clears throat> what's the big thing where they all get together and they – Woodstock. Woodstock, right? Yeah. And so Chuck Smith – I think that's his name. Chuck Smith, the original founder of Calvary Chapel, yeah. right? So <clears throat> he is the first one who like opened his doors to like the hippies. and But this guy Lonnie was the first – He was t- his daughter was saying, Dad, like, the, like the, these hippies, like they're searching. They're looking. They're just searching for the wrong things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like mm-hmm. – 
the day I meet a hippie, I'm going to sit him down at the table, a hippie Christian, and I'm going to ask him, I have all kinds of questions for him, whatever. And so this guy, Lonnie, is this first hippie Christian that he meets. And he sits, so his daughter brings him into the house. He's like, what are you doing inside my house? And she's like, you said you want to meet a hippie. So he and Lonnie are sitting at the table together. And like Lonnie is sold out in love with the Lord. And um, he's like, they're just having this conversation. And Lonnie's like, the sheep, he's like, they're already, they're searching. They're searching because they're already like rebelling mm. against society and wars they're like drop acid not bombs and make love right. not war yep. he's like so they're already searching they just don't know what they're searching for mm-hmm. and they're and they're coming up not satisfied right. he's like we have a whole culture of people who they're looking mm-hmm. but we have the answers and so um it was just such a good and so it's the it's the jesus revolution and it mm-hmm. started with the hippies all the hippies mm-hmm. in a wave of they got saved in waves and they got baptized in waves and then mm-hmm. their love and peace and joy bands became christian and so they started like the first like christian like quote unquote Christian bands or whatever. And it's just kind of the story of that. But there's one big scene wow. where Lonnie is like literally, um, oh my, Greg Rochelle. Is it Greg Rochelle? Guys, I'm butchering it. Greg Laurie. Anyways, a pastor of a big church. It's he gets saved through this and he's like searching and running and he was he was a hippie and he's like strung out on drugs and he's like sitting on the ground like in pour in the drenched pouring rain. And Lonnie just comes and sits beside him in the rain on the in the middle of the road and he's like, I was you. And if mm-hmm. if God can save me, he can save you. Like just like like what you said, like sit sit with them in the mess. Cause mm-hmm. we Mm-hmm. we were there we you know what I mean and so it's just it was this Kevin and I literally we cried through the whole movie Aww. it was just so beautiful and just beautiful revival and and how like mm-hmm. the people who everybody thought like no you know what I mean like nobody mm-hmm. it was back when like church you're prim and proper you wear a suit and they were coming to church in bare feet and so the old stuffy deacons were like they're ruining our shag rug uh-huh. and Chuck's like <laughs> yes the, the shag rug that that is what's important you're right so the next sunday they're coming in droves and their bare feet and he's washing their feet before they walk through the doors and like it was just beautiful it was a beautiful beautiful but it's like the whole thing like meeting them wherever loving them however and letting them have their feelings yeah their feelings are big enough so asking them the question well god's big enough that's what i mean their questions that's what i meant sorry they you should never be scared of someone's questions Mm -hmm. because God is big enough for their mm-hmm. questions and their anger and their frustration. Mm-hmm. And, and even confusion. if we mm-hmm. and if we don't know it, understand it ourselves, we do understand part of it. Mm-hmm. So good. Let's end there because I know you wanted to do one on similar something mm-hmm. similar. Yep. So we'll just we'll tie this one up mm-hmm. with a pretty little bow and a pretty neat or good day, good <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Good morrow. Good morrow. Hello, hello.